Hey, what's up, bar listeners? Before we get into this episode, want to let you know that today's show is brought to you by AGTV. That's right. The people that made the American Gospel documentary has come up with a streaming service app that's pretty much like Netflix for solid biblical content. Go to watch AGTV. Use the code BAR, the number one, to get 10% off the monthly rate. AGTV is so awesome. They also have our very own Just Thinking podcast on there. So you want to make sure you go to watchagtv.com. Use the code BAR, the number one, for 10% off. Make your plans now to join us for the G3 National Conference, September 30th through October 2nd, as we'll gather for Christian fellowship and the worship of God through song and the preached word. Our theme for the 2021 conference will be centered on biblical Christology. You can find registration details at g3men.org. Get 15% off by mentioning code G3BAR. That's G3BAR. To the bar, come on and pull up a seat and open up your Bible. What a wonderful feast! The living bread, and we're discussing what it means for the streets, the inner cities, and the burbs, and every person we meet. This is where we challenge worldviews that we hear from world news. In light of the scripture, we are here to serve you. We're your source for resources to help you on your way as you battle mean forces. This is for the people who can see the importance of sound theology and the scripture that support it. And this is for the truth lovers, biblically reforming, preaching Christ to the nations. Yeah, welcome to the modern reformation. Yeah, the bar, biblical and reformed. Welcome everybody to the bar. It's your boy Dwayne in the building, right back in here another Tuesday. Super excited as always to be coming through your speakers, through your earbuds, wherever you listen to the bar. We're grateful that you're listening. And like I do every Tuesday, I love to start the show off by thanking the listeners. Man, shout out to you guys. You guys make this fun. You guys are the reason why I pushed through. Uh, I'm going to call it last quarter, man, when, when God transitioned me into a new job. And I was questioning, should I keep doing this podcast thing? And, and it was the encouragement from you guys that uh, that, that helped me uh, get over that hump. And we're in 2020, and I am just super excited to uh, continue this and bring you uh, excellent guests like I do every Tuesday and like this Tuesday, like all the other Tuesdays, I bring you another excellent guest, a long awaited guest. We've kind of been back and forth for a little while and um, and and he's actually been requested. A few people requested me to get this guy on the show. I was like, well, let me let me oblige to the request we have on none other than Owen Strand. How are you, sir? I'm doing great. I appreciate you having me on, man. Man, it's my pleasure, Owen. Um, like I said, a long time coming. Um, I almost like circled the host, uh, faculty and staff before I got to you, but it's okay. We still got, we got to you, man. So, um, <laughs> I want to give you the floor to, uh, to introduce yourself to my listeners, uh, share, you know, personal, professional, whichever way you want to take that, but you have the floor to introduce yourself. Man, I really appreciate it, Dwayne. I, I really respect your podcast and your voice, and I'm thankful for you. So it's a joy to be on with you today. And I know I have a lot of friends who listen, so uh, so a double honor there. Uh, I teach systematic theology at Midwestern Seminary in Kansas City, Missouri. Um, I also run a center called the Center for Public Theology here at Midwestern. Um, and then I lead the residential PhD program 
at Midwestern. So I'm not bored would be a, a quick way of saying that. Um, <laughs> I'm married. Far more importantly, I'm married to Bethany. Uh, I've been married almost 14 years. And uh, I have three kids, 11, 8, and 5, girl, boy, girl. So that's the, the chief calling and work of my life is by God's mm. grace and through daily repentance uh, and uh, <laughs> reliance on that grace to uh, to be a godly husband and father. So that's really the, the grand adventure God has called me to be on as a husband and father. And then I do a little bit of writing and stuff like that, speaking. Uh, I had a book come out two months ago called Reenchanting Humanity, a Theology of Mankind, which is a 430-page doctrine of humanity that is both, you know, biblical, hopefully, anchored in the text, and so, you know, deriving truth from the text, but then also trying to answer major questions of the age along the lines of technology, sexuality, race, justice, human contingency, and so on and so forth. So that's some of what I get to do, and I love getting to do it. Uh, I can't believe that a little dust mite like me um, gets to search out the deep things of God as best I can, but um, that's that's what he's called me to do so far. Awesome, awesome stuff, man. Um, didn't know about the book, but I'm, I'm excited about that. I love to uh, promote uh, books. Uh, like I said, I, I have a I have a pretty strong listenership uh, by God's grace. We're, we're, we're few in number, but we're mighty. And so, uh, we definitely want to talk about the book, but, uh, but we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it in just a minute. I want to hear, uh, just kind of your story, man. Uh, up until I guess you get into Midwestern, what were some of the, 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 uh, the, I guess spiritual journeys, uh, through your life to get to where we are today? Man, what a fun question. Thank you for it. Um, I was born in Maine, not many Mainers out there, but, uh, born in mm. coastal Maine. Let me break in. My roommate <laughs> was actually from Maine and that's when oh, I was yeah? in college. So that's, that's interesting. Yeah, man. But go I ahead. I love it. Where was he? Where was he from? I don't know, but wherever it was, it rained a lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I ask because. There's a decent chance I know that person or have heard of them. Oh in, yeah, uh, the, the main population. <laughs> I'm, I'm joking, but gotcha. and, yeah, I love that. Yeah, your life was touched by Maine. So, so mine was too. Um, grew up in Maine in a Christian home. Um, learned to uh, know the gospel and um, was called to salvation at a young age by God's grace. And um, then uh, in my kind of adolescent years, high school and all that became obsessed with, with sports, but especially basketball, despite the fact that um, in divine providence, I was not granted a lot of inches. Nonetheless, I was that stereotypical kid at, you know, basketball youth camp in the summer who was like dogged, you know, and who, who was like, mm-hmm. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to work on my, my handle so much that, uh, that I'm going to show myself. So I used to, I used to practice dribbling so much in the driveway that my skin of my fingertips would, would bleed. I mean, I was, I was a serious dude. Mm. Um, and it took nice. me all the way to the heights of uh, small town, Maine high school basketball class D. So let that, let that be mm. an encouragement to your hearers. Um, that's all, <laughs> that's all a joke. Uh, but anyway, um, I get into college at a, a small private secular school in Maine school called Bowdoin college and uh, academically tough. And it's there that the Lord kind of strips me, of my idolatry of basketball, frankly, and uh, and that was good for me. I got cut from the team, and uh, and I'm thankful I did. And so uh, what that does in my life at that point, this is 1999, 2000, 
is it causes me to go deep into the Word of God, which is true of so many people, right? You you hit a, a mm-hmm. rocky part of your life, and it drives oh, yeah. you into spiritual things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what happens with me. And uh, from that point, um, I end up at Mark Dever's church in 2003. I do an internship there. This is pre-T4G and all the, all the things, but uh, I'm mentored by Dever. That's fantastic. It's a huge blessing to me. Uh, and then I end up going to Southern Seminary the next year, and I end up interning for Al Mohler. Uh, these weren't men, you know, I knew about growing up in Maine. Uh, there was no, you know, path or chart on the wall, like, okay, intern for Dever and then intern for Mohler, uh, and then marry uh, Bruce Ware's daughter. But that's kind of how it happened in, in God's kindness to me. And uh, I then do an MDiv at Southern. I do a PhD at Trinity. I get a call to come back to Southern and Boyce and teach primarily at Boyce in 2010. I do that for five years, love it, uh, become the executive director and then the president of the Council on Biblical Manhood and Womanhood. And then in 2015, I get a call to Midwestern Seminary from Jason Allen, who is trying to, you know, strengthen his school and, and build something. And so I, 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 I sense a call from God to do that. And that's what I've been doing the last five years. I'm no longer the president of CBMW, but, um, Man, it's not been it's not been dull. I can put it that way. <laughs> I can tell. I can tell. That is that is quite the journey first, man. So <clears throat> you, you say you, you didn't have the inches. How tall are you? Just curious. I'm a ball player, that's why I'm asking. I'm five seven. I'm five seven. Yeah, that's fine. You're a good point guard. See, I went yeah. to a, a little small one A school, man. You would have you would have started at my school. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I missed. Yeah, man. I missed my calling. Yeah. Yeah, you, sh- you should have just went to a smaller school, man. But no, I I played yeah, basketball yeah. as well, uh, point guard as well, and uh, I mean, you talked about dribbling right. in the driveway. So I had a I had a dirt driveway, so it was rocks. So that's why I think my handles got sick because you didn't know where the ball was going when it hit a dirt uh, rock or something. You know, oh, you had to be ready totally. to react and respond. So no, that that really resonated with me, man. And also your story about you know, uh, God changing that idol and, 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 you know, putting it in yes. perspective. Uh, my moment was when I tore my MCL in 11th grade and Oof. I realized I wasn't going to the NBA. I was like, Oh snap. Like, <laughs> like, like yeah, I I'm might a- not make it to the NBA. <laughs> totally. Totally. So that, that, yeah, no, that, re- that resonated with me for sure, man. So good deal, man. I, I love that story, man. I'll just be honest with you. Um, so, you know, not the name drop. My listeners know I love the name drop, but I'll say it just to sound humble. Um, you know, you talked about Mark Dever. Uh, you know, we had him on the show, probably one of the best shows we ever had, man. Tell me, give me a Mark Dever experience because that guy is intense. I, I mean, I love him. And when I met him, he's a huge mountain of a man. I didn't expect that. Uh, tell, tell me, give me a Mark Dever experience that you had while, while being with him. I had, I had a bunch and, uh, and that closeness, sure. that connection is, is part of why um, Mark has made an impression on so many people, including both you and me. Uh, when I interned for him, uh, I discovered that he really liked a certain kind of chip. And so he would buy me, he, he mm. would, he would uh, call me to go over across the street to this convenience store in his D.C. neighborhood on Capitol Hill. And I would occasionally get him chips. So that was, uh, and, and, you know, buy a candy bar for myself or whatever. So that was humorous. I just, I, I just enjoyed that. And part of that experience was sitting in his study, just kind of reading, um, talking, 
going over certain points in the sermon. I'd never known a pastor who opened his life up in that way. I think a lot of young men out there are absolutely craving some form of that kind of mentorship or discipleship that mm-hmm. Deborah pr- provided in, in a very low-key but a very impactful way for me. And it, it, it has reminded me over the years, I mean, listen, we all know Mark Dever is a high-powered dude, you know, Cambridge PhD, excellent preacher, these kind of things, organizer. And yet his discipleship and mentorship of me was really informal. And it was the kind that honestly lots of men could do, most any of us could do, where, mm, you know, you simply show good. kindness to a young man, you know, uh, or for women, uh, uh, an mm-hmm. older woman to a younger woman, and, and you simply take them by your side and, you know, usher them through the little details of life, nothing fancy, nothing crazy, but it, it your, your accrued wisdom and your kindness mm-hmm. leaves a real mark. Dever, Dever, when I went to Southern in 2004, he was a trustee, and so he would be back on campus, and he bought me a few commentaries, you know, just out of, just out of kindness. Yeah. Um, and, yep. and here I am, you know, 15, uh, 16 years later, still remembering and still using um, him buying those commentaries for me. So the Mm -hmm. little things we do in mentorship and discipleship, all this shows me can have a tremendous Mm. impact on, on a person. So true, man. So, so true. Yeah. Uh, last year last year g3 he he was like hey go pick out some books i was like uh uh <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know how to react man like really what <laughs> okay all right but yeah no just amazing awesome. amazing guy but um yeah awesome guy so um let's talk about the new book man um you know where people can find it and um and um just whatever you want to share uh give them a, a snippet uh, give them the Amazon commercial version of the book and why they should get it. <laughs> I appreciate it. The book is entitled Reenchanting Humanity, and it has a cover of two uh, drawn people standing looking at a city with lights on it. And what I was going for with both the title and the cover drawing was not your standard uh, theology book. I read them a ton. I'm sure a lot of your listeners uh, read theology books, love theology. I know you love sound doctrine like I do. Make sound doctrine great again in our time. Let's, let's be all in for that. And yet, sometimes you pick up a theology book or a ministry book, and it can be a little bit dry. And I was trying to say, look, the doctrine of humanity is not dry and dusty. It's not boring. Um, God made us in his image. I have a whole mm-hmm. chapter on what it means to be made in the image. I, I call my view, which is honed from G.K. Beale and several other theologians, I call it the ontological view of the image, and, and I have a bunch of pages on this in the book. But basically, a lot of people are confused, I think, about the image of God. They think it's a quality. They think it's a trait. They think it's intelligence or righteousness or something like this, and they think it's something that waxes and wanes in people. So I, I'm fully Reformed uh, from a Baptist standpoint. But a lot of the Reformed tradition argues that we lose the image of God in the fall. Now, mm. I totally affirm total depravity, just to be clear. I don't, I don't have an asterisk beside it. But I actually think, just like the world is still the world before and after the fall, and just like marriage is still what God made it to be, one man, one woman for life, before and after the fall, and just like the human person is still the human person before and after the fall, yes, we, we gain a sin nature after the fall, don't misunderstand. But in the same way, 
the image of God holds steady before and after the fall. Now, we who are image bearers will not, our purpose, so to speak, um, we will not fulfill the function that God intended for us. So we who are the image of God will not use all our humanity to worship the Lord, which is what image bearers are supposed to do by taking dominion, ruling the earth, procreating right. these kind of things. Genesis 1, right? Mm-hmm. But nonetheless, we're, when you're looking, man, man, this gets practical in a hurry, like basically all of theology. When you're looking at a child with Down syndrome, our culture in a disenchanted age, in other words, where humanity is seen as just a clump of cells, nothing more. Our culture looks at a child with Down syndrome and, and sneers or devalues them or calculates the cost of caring for them and then maybe thinks that they should abort or even euthanize such a child. Whereas we who see that every person without exception is fully an image bearer, we value that life and we defend that life and we speak up in the public square, whatever our calling is on behalf of the weak and the needy and those who cannot literally cannot necessarily speak for themselves. So that's a little snippet of uh, some of the (laughs) material I cover in this lengthy book, but readable book. And, And that's how I'm trying to put doctrine to practice in one way. Awesome, man. That sounds very, very, uh, interesting. I, I love your approach and, and thought process on it. Um, definitely bar listeners, we're going to have a link to it in the show notes so that you can, uh, pick it up. And, uh, right here, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Hey, what's up? We're Guys with Bibles. I'm Scott. I'm Sean. And I'm Lee. We're just three Reformed Baptists getting back to the foundations of our faith and the 1689 Confession. Studying Scripture. Discussing doctrine. And glorifying God. You're going to get the gospel and hear some sound teaching straight from the Scriptures. And you're also going to hear a lot of laughs, mispronounced Old Testament names, and almost episodic references to Job and my trip to Israel. Check out the Guys with Bibles podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or the podcatcher of your choice. And visit our website, guyswithbibles.com, to read our blog posts, too. Thanks, guys. We're Guys with Bibles, and we're out. God bless. See you soon. No, you won't. It's a podcast. <laughs> you, I can I can see through the podcast. All right. We're back in here with my uh, point guard, Owen Strand. Um, <laughs> uh, def- definitely, uh, definitely enjoy talking to you, brother. And uh, on the second half of the show, we do what I call the bar signature questions. These are three questions I ask everybody, even Mark Dever, even Steve Lawson. Everybody's. Mm-hmm had these questions. Um, and so the first signature bar question is what kind of music do you listen to? Wait, if Steve Lawson has answered these questions, you should just, it's done. We should just go home because he's, he's going to taught me for profundity, but that's okay. That's but listen, okay. here's the, here's the thing it, that his answers never made it to the air. Cause we had phone difficulties. So, I mean, ah. but I did ask him. <laughs> okay, good. Okay, well, on that basis, now I'm going to answer. Um, yeah, just kidding. Um, what music do I listen to? What a fun question. Um, man, I'm eclectic when it comes to music. I actually cut, I am not joking right now. I actually cut a rap CD, my own, uh, 2004. So I love hip hop. I started loving hip hop and basketball in the 90s, like so many, uh, nice. you know, pe- people throughout America. Um, of diverse backgrounds, and and I love to this day I love hip hop. So I listen to a good bit of hip hop. 
Um, you know how it is, man, when you uh, – almost the feeling I most miss from my youth is before the basketball game. Let me know if you vibe with this. Before the basketball game, you know, the crowd is buzzing, and then the music kicks in, and you run out, yes. and you're warming up. Yes. You've got that nervous energy just riding through your yes. bones. <laughs> Dude, I miss that. I miss that. That's real. Okay. So that's, that's real. That's real, man. That's the real, real. So anyway, I love that, but I also love classical music. I, I do a lot of writing and um, and sermon prep and stuff, and so I'm, I'm listening to classical or a lot of soundtracks, a lot of beautiful, pounding, dramatic, sad soundtracks. I listen to some country. I even dare to listen okay. to some bro country. You know, people scorn that, but hey, um, you know, I, I love the diversity <laughs> of music out there, so there you go. Awesome, man. All right. Next signature bar question. What book or books are you currently reading? Uh, right now I'm reading literally before I picked up the phone to do this interview, I was reading the Holy Trinity by Robert Letham. I'm teaching a PhD class on the Trinity here at Midwestern Seminary in a month. So uh, diving into a number of Trinitarian works, which is such a profitable thing to do. I'm also reading a biography of Horatio Nelson, the, uh, uh, 19th century British admiral who uh, who fa- famously said in facing down Napoleon's foes, England expects that every man will do his duty. So I find, you know, I, I wouldn't sign up for everything Nelson stood for, of course, or, or how he lived. But uh, I, I love reading biographies, especially biographies of men who in some way, even if they're imperfect, inspire me to, uh, you know, to want to wanna live in a in a gospel powered, courageous way for, for Christ. Um, so, so I'm reading that. Um, I also got a book on the English country home and I'm also reading a book on Churchill, um, as well. Winston Churchill I'll read a lot about Winston Churchill. So that's some of the reading these days. Nice. All right. Last thing is your bar question. What podcasts or sermons do you listen to? If any, before I, before I came in this morning, I was listening to a Vody Bauckham snippet. I like Vody Bauckham's preaching a lot because he lets it rip. I like let it rip mm-hmm. preachers. Uh, of course, those who are going to speak the truth and love Ephesians 4.15, but also those, man, who just who don't mess around. They preach the whole counsel of God. Um, I queue up Steve Lawson's sermons along those lines. He's an excellent expositor. He's fearless. He's a lion in the pulpit. I love that kind of preaching. So I love Lloyd-Jones. Mm-hmm. Uh, in historical terms, I love Edwards's preaching, so deep, but uh, but so rich, so God-centered. Um, let me think as well. Oh, who else do I listen to? Those are some of the major ones. In terms of podcasts, um, listen to some older podcasts at different points in time. Um, but I'm not a huge podcast. I have a, I have a podcast myself called City of God. It's on iTunes. Uh, I do it a couple times a month. Mm-hmm. Nothing amazing, but. Um, so I do that, but I, I don't. I don't actually listen to that many podcasts okay. because I don't have a long. I don't have a long commute, and I don't. Um, I have to listen to you know soundtracks or whatever. I can't listen to words when I'm writing at work. Right, right. No, that makes sense. Makes a lot of sense. Good deal. Well, listen, Owen, man, I really appreciate you taking time out. Come on the show, definitely. Uh, uh, long awaited and, uh, I'm thankful. Um, and right here, I'm going to give you about two minutes, man. Words of encouragement, anything you want to say to the listeners, uh, give the space to do that right here before we get out of here. Thank you so much, Dwayne. Thank you for having me and for your patience with me. 
um, had a lot going on this, this last <laughs> several months. And so kind of went podcast dark, but, um, but man, I so appreciate you having me on. I just, I guess I would just say we have such a need today for sound doctrine and for those who, who love sound doctrine and those who are going to stand for sound doctrine and speak the truth and love Ephesians 4:15, like I said a minute ago. So my, my, my call, my encouragement to your listeners, I'm sure they know this and, and think about these things, knowing you, but would just be to, to remember that there's no new way to be a Christian. And there are all kinds of counterfeits around us, especially, I would say, the counterfeit of self-help, positive thinking in different forms, you know, follow your heart, live your purpose, mm-hmm. let God, you know, give you all your greatest dreams. What, what I think we need to remember is that that's not just uh, not ideal Christianity. That's not just sort of weak sauce Christianity, which it is. That's not Christianity. Now, somebody could preach that and, and be a true Christian, and people could hear that and be true Christians. But somebody who's under that steady diet and never hears anything different and thinks that is biblical Christianity, and that's not like one person out there. That's a fair number of people. That's a lot of people today, whether it's strong prosperity theology or, or what you could call light prosperity theology. We just need to remember those people are not hearing biblical Christianity. So, you know, we should be full of the fruits of the Spirit. We should repent when we're not full of the fruits of the Spirit, as is true for me and every believer. And yet, we've got to distinguish between the true gospel and the counterfeit one, especially in 2020 in America, that kind of positive self-help prosperity gospel that is honestly sending millions and millions of people around us to hell. Let's, let's preach the true gospel, whether we're in the ministry or not, on Facebook, on Twitter, on podcasts, in, in everyday conversations at work, wherever we are at the gym playing pickup basketball, if, if life is going especially well for us, let, let's, man, let's just preach the true gospel, and, and God's Spirit will work. But God's Spirit is behind it. So uh, we, have, we have confidence in it. Awesome. Awesome stuff, man. Thank you again for your time. And to the bar listeners, make sure you check out the bar every Tuesday. Go to the barpodcast.com. Check out all the bar network. Just go to the barpodcast.com. Click on the tab and check out all the podcasts on the network and uh, subscribe. Make sure you go to the bargear.com. Pick up some bar gear, hats, t-shirts, beanies, hoodies. We got them all. Represent your favorite podcast. Owen, thank you again. Bar listeners, we are out of here. God bless and see you next week.
What's up, bar listeners? It's finally here, the bar exclusive content. Yes, that's right. You can sign up to receive exclusive content as low as $2 a week or $5 a month, $50 for the year to get exclusive content. What is the exclusive content? I'm glad you asked. The exclusive content is additional information from my guests, extra time with them in like the green moon setting, laid back, them asking me questions, I ask them questions, and also the Facebook group. You get a invitation to the Facebook group where we will have discount codes for the bar gear and many many more make sure you sign up the links in the show notes join the vip inside the bar group and we'll see you there